and welcome to the Sheeple News Podcast, episode number 10. Today is the 14th of March 2022. So first off here, I'm going to start with an article on News Wars. The article says, uh, Rand Paul introducing Fauci Amendment to prevent health dictatorship. Yeah, remember Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fraudy. Yeah, where where is he where is he gone now? Is what I wanna know. He used to always be on TV. He'd see videos of him online talking crap as usual. You know, he'd say one thing the next week he'd backtrack and say the complete opposite. And now we don't even know where he is. He's not on TV anymore. He used to love it. He used to love going on TV, talking all the time. It's all the fake news channels. But Senator Rand Paul, he says that he's announced that he intends to introduce an amendment in the Senate to prevent anyone from ever again becoming a health dictator-in-chief. In an op-ed Fox News, Paul noted that the action would eliminate Dr. Fauci's position as NIAID director, as well as divide his power into three separate institutes. And Paul explained that each of these three institutes will be led by a director who is appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate for a five-year term. And the senator added that this will create accountability and oversight into a taxpayer-funded position that has largely abused its power and has been responsible for many failures and misinformation during the COVID-19 pandemic. No one person should have a unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans. Their Paul urged, adding that this amendment could ensure that ineffective, unscientific lockdowns and mandates are never foisted on the American people ever again. No one person should have the sole authority to dictate science, especially when that one person wasn't ever following the science. Uh, Paul asserted, emphasising that for two years our lives were held captive by petty tyrants and power-hungry bureaucrats. Paul, no, uh, Paul pointed to the recent John Hopkins study that found global lockdowns have had a much more detrimental impact on society than they had produced any benefit, with researchers urging that they are ill-founded and should be rejected as a pandemic policy instrument. That's what we said from the start, the lockdown's not going to work. And they didn't work. They caused a countless amount of depression, alcoholism, drug abuse, uh, missed cancer appointments. I mean, it didn't work. And, you know, all these branch COVIDians that love COVID and it's their whole persona, they wanted more and more and more and more lockdowns. I mean, these people crazy that's what they are they're really crazy they said a rational person might ask how in the world did it take us so long to get to the truth paul noted asking why did we spend two years not following the science yeah all we did is follow the propaganda that's all we did so well again that's what happens when the science is dictated by one man an unelected bureaucrat with far too much power Dr. Fauci caused people to engage in activities they wouldn't have normally by telling them it was safe when masked, when it wasn't. I tried to sound the alarm, but I was censored by YouTube and my videos were taken down. He continued, Dr. Fauci and his friends worked diligently to silence opposing views. The media amplified his efforts 
and were branded conspiracy theorists and anti-science for simply asking questions and presenting alternatives to what had been delivered to the American people as fact. As we noted at the time, YouTube suspended Paul for questioning the efficacy of face masks despite the fact that the senator's comments were virtually identical to those made by Joe Biden's former COVID advisor, Dr. Michael Osterholm, just one week prior. Then months later, when the CDC revised its guidelines on masks, admitting that cloth masks do virtually nothing to stop the spread of COVID, Paul asked, does this mean snot nose sensors at YouTube will come to my office and kiss my and admit I was right? <laughs> I think so. But the biggest lesson we have learned over the last two years is that no one person should have this much unchecked power. And my amendment will get a vote this week and will finally force accountability and fire Fauci. Yeah, well, we have to wait and see what will happen. I, I doubt anything. It's a good start. Um, yeah, he he should have been fired ages ago, Doctor Fauci. I mean, that guy is just a complete lunatic. That's what he is. All his experiments, he said, "Oh, I wasn't involved," but he was involved with torturing dogs as beagles, putting them in. He put them in a and like a net full of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes were like uh, you know biting these dogs and killing them off it's disgusting it really is okay in the next article here it says uh, tensions rise between ukraine and israel after zelensky reportedly told to surrender the israel pm naftali bennett urged ukrainian pre president zelensky to accept russia's terms to end the war according to reports there's a bizarre diplomatic back and forth between Ukraine and Israel erupted this past week after a top aide to President Vladimir Zelensky told the media that Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett urged Kiev to accept Putin's proposal for ending the war, effectively surrendering. Bennett is basically telling us to surrender and we have no intention of doing that. The unnamed senior Ukrainian official told Axios, in the wake of the report, the Israel Prime Minister's office issued a vehement denial of the claim. According to Axios, Zelensky and his advisers were angry over the alleged recommendation from Bennett, which may have led to leaking the exchange to the press. And Kiev says that Bennett had initiated the Tuesday call wherein the advice was given. Russia has demanded to the end of the war, and Ukraine must recognize Russia's sovereignty over Crimea, the statehood of Donetsk and Luhansk as well as right neutrality regarding NATO into its national constitution, or effectively demilitarize itself as it vis-a-vis its relationship with the Western military alliance. So, let's now talk about what's going on here in Ukraine, as I haven't released any podcast since you know, the invasion. I thought you need to give time for these things to, to, to cool off as well, because people can get very... Uh, emotional, or when you know when something as this uh, magnitude happens, um, you know, as this invasion is something that is um, is um, a very big event in the world. So you know, it's been on the news twenty four seven, all mainstream media, and we've seen the "I stand with Ukraine" um, 
movement online. You know, it's similar to things we've seen before. You know, it's follow the mainstream narrative and do do this, put a little flag up. You know, thinking you're helping, but you're not doing anything at all. Of course, it's not black black and white. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not black and white. This um, the situation in Ukraine. Um, I do happen to know uh, quite quite a bit about the uh, underlying issues in this country. So basically, Ukraine now um, has pretty much a puppet president of the West. So Zelensky, who's a comedian, and he turned into a president now. He's basically controlled by the West. They want to keep uh, Ukraine within their sphere of influence because of, uh, obviously, there's a great amount of natural resources in Ukraine and also strategically being there right on Russia's doorstep. It's important for uh, NATO and the EU as well. They want to join both of those, EU and NATO. It's very important for them to keep a hold on Ukraine. But the thing is, uh, that is not going to be um, very good for their relationship with Russia because Russia said previously they do not want Ukraine in NATO and that would pretty much set off World War Three. So Russia, on the other hand, they want to keep with Ukraine within their influence, or at least neutral, as they're saying in these peace talks here. And what they've witnessed in Ukraine uh, over the last eight years since there's been like a civil war pretty much in that country, uh, they've become very far right in Ukraine. Is that they do have a <coughs> Nazi battalion in the ranks of the military there, the Azov battalion. And they're very much opposed to Russia, very much opposed to anyone that's not white Ukrainian. And they've been pushing uh, very much to the east there in Ukraine. And that's why the people of Luhansk and Donetsk, which are ethnically Russian there, they've been subject to very bad violence, atrocities there for, you know, a lot of that time there, all these years. And they want to break away from Ukraine because of this. They don't feel safe. So they created their own countries. It's only been recognized by Russia. Um, and they asked for Russia's help to protect them from these forces in Ukraine. So you can see both sides there. And, of course... The invasion is very bad for the Ukrainian people. But the thing with mainstream media, they don't point out any other narrative, which is just disgusting. That's, that's what they're like. And they're going to go brainwashing people to just see one, one side of the story. There's never one side. There's always two sides of the story. But we only get one. And the funny thing is, they're talking about RT News, we're banning RT News because it's propaganda. Yeah, it is. It is a propaganda from Russia. But what we're saying as well is propaganda. And we've seen that with other things they talk about. 
COVID's the perfect example. Massive propaganda. The 2020 election, massive propaganda. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of people believe everything they see on the news. And so we've seen there's been so much fake news about this war, the the Snake Island uh, attack thing, where they said the Russian troops, the Ukrainians told the Russian troops to go F themselves, and then they got killed. It never happened. It never happened. Another one, uh, the ghost of Kiev, the, the pilots going shoot, shooting down all these all these uh, Russian planes. That never happened either. And they've been caught using video game footage uh, of war, putting it on the news as if it's happening now in Ukraine. And they've also even used uh, footage from an advert, a Star Wars advert, from a, a German TV advert of Star Wars. And they put that on as, as, as if it was true. <laughs> so we have to be careful. You can get caught up in this and you believe all the sensational news and believe everything. But they never they never backtrack and they never say, oh, we made a mistake, we made a mistake. You know, sorry about it. It's No, it's pushed pushed aside, hidden away, and they'll say, oh, we made a little mistake two weeks ago. It doesn't matter. You know, here's some more news for you. So, I mean, you get both sides here of this story. And also... I, I've 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 seen that this Zelensky he's completely crazy because I mean Russia has given them two chances for peace talks and he's completely mad he wants he kept asking for more more weapons from NATO he wanted NATO airplanes he wants still wants to join NATO now he's he's getting some sense for his people he needs to. You know, back down and needs to call a ceasefire and, and have some peace talks here because he's only making it worse for his country. He can take on Russia and they're going to keep going at him if he's he's been um, aggressively saying that he's going to get some nuclear weapons as well. He said that before the invasion and that never came up on the news that he said he wanted to get nuclear weapons. I mean, that is crazy. And what he's doing is he keeps aggravating the situation. He's not de-escalating it. He's escalating it. So he really needs to get some sense in him and wise up. Because otherwise this is never going to end or it's going to end badly. So, I mean, this is what happens when you have a comedian guy who doesn't know anything about politics who's in charge of the country. So... So we're going to move on now to the next article here. As Vice President Harris says US backs Ukraine in defense of NATO. And this is another example when you have a woman who's slept her way up the ranks to become vice president. She doesn't know anything, anything about what's going on in there. It says that Ukraine is not a NATO member and Kiev has recently indicated it is now less passionate about joining. They know if they join NATO that Russia is going to nuke them off the face of the earth. That's what's going to happen. And anyone with a little bit of degree of uh, common sense and uh, intelligence would know this. 
The U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris has said, by fighting Russia, Ukraine is defending the U.S.-led NATO alliance in an apparent gaffe. In a speech to the Democratic National Committee's winter meeting in Washington, D.C. on Saturday, Harris uh, argued that Russia's offensive in Ukraine threatens not just Ukraine's democracy, but democracy and security across Europe, as well as overseas. The ocean that separates us will not leave us untouched by this aggression, Harris claimed, before seemingly suggesting that Ukraine is doing NATO's bidding. So I will say what I now we all say, and I will say over and over again, the United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people in defense of the NATO alliance, she said. However, the transcript of the speech released by the White House suggested that Harrison spoke with and being added before in defense of the NATO alliance. The United States stands firmly with the Ukrainian people and in defense of the NATO alliance. That did not stop the VP's critics on social media from accusing her of a foreign policy blunder. Some Republicans questioned whether Harris mistakenly believed Ukraine was a member of the alliance. While Kiev was initially passionate about joining NATO, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky indicated this week that it had become less interested in the idea, accusing US-led military bloc of not doing enough to support Ukraine. NATO had previously rejected Zelensky's appeal for the establishment of a no-fly zone over the country, arguing it would drag the whole alliance into the conflict with Russia. I've become less passionate about this issue after we understood that NATO isn't ready to accept Ukraine. We're not going to accept you into NATO, mate, because they know that that's going to create World War III. Um, Zelensky on Monday accusing NATO of being afraid of controversial things and a confrontation with Russia. <laughs> you know, this guy is completely mad. He wants to confront Russia, which is a nuclear power. I mean, it's just like, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say, honestly. I've never wanted Ukraine to be a country that is on its knees begging for something, and we're not going to be that country. Yeah, well, your country, when you actually you can get into some diplomacy, you know, this is the thing. If if Trump was still president, none of this would have ever happened. There wouldn't be Russia invading Ukraine. There wouldn't be Ukraine doing stupid things like wanting to get nuclear weapons and wanting to get into NATO. And Trump would have told them, you know, wise up, wise up, you're not, you, you don't, you don't invade Ukraine or I'm going to bomb you, and you don't it aggravate Russia, so, so they want to bomb you, you know, that's what Trump did, Trump did so many peace deals, and that never got on the news there, mainstream media, it's disgusting, any other president that would have been on the news all the time saying, look at, look what he did, this amazing president, Peace deals, peace deals, peace deals. He got countries that never spoke to other countries because they hated them. He, he, he got peace deals all the time. That's crazy. It's about time in mainstream media they put this on there. They need, they really need now to start reporting things properly and not come out with this BS like on Sky News says, Home of independent news. Home of what independent news? There's no independent news on TV. I mean, yeah, it's one side of the story and you don't get the other side. And they're always reporting the same boring, boring news. Boring stories on the news. 
were the same ones. It's the same blueprint. And all, all of them followed. It's all it's COVID, Russia, Ukraine, COVID, all this stuff. Oh, you have this other stuff going on in the world and it, and within countries like in the UK. More stuff there, you know. Can't we talk about other things? They've concentrated on one thing all the time. Man, this is why. This is the reason why I I'm just some guy who who created a podcast. I don't get many listeners, but thank you very much whoever whoever listens to my podcast. Fantastic, thank you very much. But I started this because at least if I can just reach just a few people. They can do some research, and they don't have to be brainwashed by everything on TV, like everyone else has been their whole lives. And I was as well brainwashed. Do you finally, you get what they say the red pill moment, or you wake up, and you see what they're saying is 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 most of it is not true, and most of it is just one side of the story. And 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 they're getting annoyed because. There's more and more people waking up to the fact that mainstream media is so corrupt and it lies so much. It's lie, lie, lie. That's all it does. Lying. People are getting sick of it. That's why more independent news is coming out. And they can't handle it. That's why they hate Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan gets 100 million downloads on his podcast in, in a month. As on a bad month, and on CNN they can't even get they can't even get like a million in one month on their best their best uh, programs they have their best shows because no one wants to listen to them anymore they're rubbish. All right, so we're going to move on now to the next headline. So it's another one about the conflict in Russia Ukraine. It says the EU head, if NATO gets involved in Russia-Ukraine conflict, it's World War III, and it will be a nuclear war. So the head of the European Council, Charles Michel, told reporters at the weekend that if NATO enters the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, it will almost certainly lead to a third world war, which will be nuclear. In underreported comments, Michel told the Spanish newspaper El País, Russia is a nuclear power and we are well aware that if this conflict turns into a conflict between NATO and Russia, we will roll down into a third world war. The former Belgian Prime Minister added that any global conflict would mean a dimension of a different nature because of nuclear weapons. A fortnight ago, Russian foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov said that if a third world war were to take place, it would be nuclear and destructive, as Moscow puts its nuclear forces on a special regime of combat duty. Advocate uh, pragmatism, Michelle noted, adding, we need to talk to whoever is in the Kremlin today, reasoning that democracy should talk to nations even if they are not democratic. Michelle also noted that the EU is attempting to support Ukraine as much as possible without aggravating this, the conflict, but warned that taboos have already been broken by providing Ukraine with one billion in military aid. Michelle conceded that despite pleas from the Ukrainian government, 
to let it immediately join the EU, enlargement is a sensitive issue on which not all European countries have the same opinion. As last week, US intelligence officials claimed that Vladimir Putin is desperate to end the conflict over Ukraine, with some privately suggesting he could set off a tactical nuclear weapon in a Ukrainian city to get the job done. There were even wild claims that Putin has moved his family to a secret Siberian underground city in preparation for nuclear war. The warnings came after the Russian Ministry Ministry of Defense claimed that Ukrainian intelligence conspired with anti-Russian extremist militants to stage a false flag on a nuclear reactor in the Ukrainian city of Kharkov. The Ukrainian government also announced last week that they had detected elevated levels of radiation after claiming Russia deliberately attacked a nuclear plant, calling for NATO to impose a no-fly zone, but IEA officials later clarified that no leak had been detected. People in multiple different European countries are panicked buying iodine pills in fear of nuclear fallout caused by the conflict in Ukraine. They're flying off the shelves in Romania at the same rate as they did after 19. 86 Chernobyl disaster. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, looking pretty bad in that area at the moment. We've just got to hope that there is a ceasefire and some peace talks do happen soon because uh, otherwise it will, I think it will escalate something bad. Um, so. But this is uh, one of the one of the great benefits of having a, 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 a fake election, a rigged election in the US, wasn't it? So I knew, I knew, I knew this something like this would happen when when Biden won by cheating. I knew that for the world, it meant that peace is going to be very difficult to come by. Look how peaceful the world really was, relatively. You know, isn't what the world's ever going to be 100% peaceful? But man, it was very peaceful. But when Trump was president, very peaceful, you know, he got the job done too. So the next article, we have Canadian orchestra cancels Russian pianist despite him publicly opposing Putin. Yeah, it's okay when you're xenophobic to, uh, you know, Russians and stuff, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> you do do it for an Asian or black person or, uh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> Uh, Montreal Symphony Orchestra has banned a young Russian prodigy pianist from taking part in its events this week, despite the music- musician publicly opposing the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yes, really. Great article. Paul Joseph Watson, by the way. Check him out. Infowars.com. Alexander Maloviv was dropped from multiple performances by the OSM after several Ukrainians demanded he not be allowed to play a move that he that will presumably stop Putin's war machine dead in its tracks. The OSM feels that it would be inappropriate to receive Mr. Maloviv this week, the organization told Canadian broadcaster CTV. Despite condemning the invasion, Maloviv's thought crime appears to be his plea that Russians and Russian culture not be targeted due to the actions of the country's current military and government, which makes sense, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just innocent people. They're not. Uh, they're not responsible for what the government and the military do, especially in Russian, because I mean they can vote for the president, but we know that 
you know, it's not exactly, uh, let's say it's, the the election is as secure as a 2020 US election, basically, every time they vote. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's that good, you know, it's that good. So, um, anyway, uh, it says, Russian culture and music specifically should not be tarnished by the ongoing tragedy, though it is impossible to stay aside now. Uh, the most important thing now is to stop the blood. All I know is that the threat of hatred will not help in any way, but only cause more suffering. Uh, Maria Makhachev defended the pianist, commenting, I frankly don't understand why Montreal Ukrainians have to fight this with OSM, while we live every minute in anguish for our families in Ukraine. Innumerable Russians have been cancelled since the start of the war, including Paralympic athletes, 19th century writer, Dostoevsky, chief conductor of the Munich Philharmonic Ballerine Gergiev. It's not enough to submit to the mob by performing a public act of ideological subservience. Just like Russian cat breeds, <laughs> the cats are banned, you know. Russian cats are banned from international competitions, which is, is hilarious. Malaviv has been cancelled simply for being Russian, so now you can't you can't like anyone's Russian now. <laughs> Bad for me, because my best friend's Russian, so. <laughs> Ukrainian from Russia. Um, sorry, he's a Ukrainian and an ethnic Russian, so. That makes me bad, I guess, too. You can't have Russian friends now. Really bad. Um, like, Russians are really great people. I've, the ones that I've met, fantastic people. Really nice. Um, U.S. Uh, next article. U.S. ally Saudi Arabia just beheaded 81 people in one day. Will anyone say bad about Saudi Arabia? No. Why is that? We don't want to hurt their feelings. <laughs> so, uh, at the moment, much of the global international media has its entire focus on the Russian war in Ukraine. Saudi Arabia on Saturday carried out mass executions of 81 people for a wide range of what the state sources called terrorism-related crimes. The executed individuals, which has been reported as likely by beheading, were deemed guilty of committing multiple heinous crimes that left a large number of civilians and law enforcement officers dead. This is according to a Saudi press agency. Uh, some of the individuals killed appeared to be linked to the ongoing war in neighbouring Yemen, which the United Nations has for the past two years labelled as the worst, world's worst humanitarian crisis. But, uh, well, they didn't put any uh, Yemeni flags in their bios, did they? No. <laughs> and what about, uh, yeah, uh, Roman Aramovich? He had to sell Chelsea because of what's going on. But Newcastle? Ah, oh, they're okay. They're only backed by the Saudi government, but they'll be all right. Uh, according to The Hill... Based on Saudi official sources, specific crimes of the individuals included membership in terrorist organizations such as ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and the Houthi rebels of Yemen, targeting Saudi residents, traveling to regional conflict zones to join terrorist organizations, targeting members of the Saudi government, killing and maiming law enforcement officers, and targeting police vehicles with landmines. The kingdom will continue to take a strict, unwavering stance against terrorism and extremist ideologies that threaten the stability of the entire world. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Off the radar of most, Saudi Arabia just beheaded 81 people in one day. Uh, so the number of executed surpassed even the toll of January 1980 mass execution of uh, 63 militants convicted of seizing the Grand Mosque in Mecca in 1979, the worst ever militant attack to target the kingdom and Islam's holiest site. So, you know, it doesn't even get in the news, does it, this? So I have to search everything on these great news, real news agencies like InfoWars and News Wars, because you won't find it, will you? You won't find any any news, real news, on uh, mainstream media. That's unfortunately the world we live in now. So, there you go. So, I'm going to move on to another article. It says, Russia to shut down Facebook, Instagram, overall change, allowing calls of violence against Russians. It's okay if we do it against the Russians, you know. Vladimir Putin has responded to Mark Zuckerberg's rule change allowing calls for violence against Russians by banning Facebook and Instagram altogether. But how could these people are hypocritical as, as, as anything. They're Zuckerberg, the robot, saying, you know, oh, you can't uh, call for violence, but violence against Russian people. What the hell, man? It's crazy. Uh, that Instagram users in Russia have been notified that the service will shut down at the beginning of midnight on Sunday after its owner Meta Platform said last week it would allow social media users in Ukraine to post messages such as death to Russian invaders. An email message from the state communications regulator told people to move their photos and videos from Instagram before it shut down encouraged them to switch to Russia's own competitive internet platforms. The move comes after the Met, after Meta, which also owns Facebook, said on Friday that it temporarily changed its hate speech policy in Ukraine. Hate speech, love it. In the wake of Russia's February 24th invasion, the company said it would be wrong to prevent Ukrainians from expressing their resistance and fury at the invading military forces. But Russian officials have said that the new rules allow calls for violence against Russian soldiers, and on Friday. The Russian Prosecutor General's office called for a criminal investigation to be launched against Meta, citing Russian propaganda and extremism laws. The era of the open internet is now over. Mark Zuckerberg, Sergey Brin, Larry Page, and Susan Wojcicki killed it. I mean, but you know, it's, it's scary because they're going to come after now uh, more and more people who just have a different view of the mainstream narrative now. Uh, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. We have to see what's going to happen in the future. I mean, luckily, there's countries, I mean, still in Western countries, the internet is still pretty free. I mean, you have YouTube, which now is just, it's terrible, but you have individual websites, they have their own policies, but on the whole, I mean, it's pretty free. So, we're lucky, we still have Rumble, Gab, you've got um, Getter, which is okay, but I mean, Gab's really good for free speech. So, I'd suggest anyone to go on there and use it. Um, that is actual free speech, I don't have made-up terms like hate speech, which is like a 
uh, made up word for yeah you can't say something if you say something i don't agree with you that's hate speech basically that's what it is <laughs> okay now our last article here from summit.news this is the best chance in 20 years to take this guy out which is uh, what the gop senator lindsey graham has called for the assassination of vladimir putin for the second time in as many weeks Despite criticism, will only succeed in inflaming the situation with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This guy is also, he's like a real, real um, greasy little twerp, he is this guy. He looks very, very weird as well. I think he's into a lot of weird stuff. He looks, um, he's got a face, he looks like he loves sucking dicks as well. He looks very gay. Well, me you know, he acts like a tough guy. Uh, it says here, appearing on Fox News Sunday, uh, Graham stated, I'm calling for the crushing of the Russian economy, adding, Putin is a war criminal. He is no longer a legitimate leader. Graham then declared it's time for us to get him gone, further urging that this is the best chance 20 years to take this guy out and the Russian people are the vehicle to do it. He also called for the US to send fighter jets to Ukraine despite Russia declaring that such an act would mean war with any country doing so. I mean, it's people that I, I don't know where they, what, I mean, where they come from, what world they come from. This guy is such an idiot, I'll tell you that. He said, uh, Graham says that NATO could create a no fly zone over Ukraine without it leading to global war. It's not going to be World War Three. This is all bluff, he proclaimed, adding, Putin knows that no one wins a nuclear exchange. If he orders a strike on the, US, on the US, the general would shoot him in the head. <laughs> the only way this war ends is Putin going to jail, being taken out by his own people. How do you make that happen? You help the Ukrainians. In my eyes, he's a menace to mankind. He's a war criminal and needs to be taken out by his own people. I mean, it's, he's insane. I mean, he needs to be taken off now. Lindsey Graham, he can't, he can't work. It there in politics. It's crazy. I mean, there's loads of bad people out there. You don't openly go and call for, um, like, a dictator or head of state to be killed, especially when you're a politician yourself. It's crazy. And you got, like, the Xi Jinping in China. Yeah, it'd be great if he was taken out. I wouldn't go out and call, oh, we've got to kill the guy. No, you don't do that. If you're going to... You might say uh, in private, or hey, you could even uh, collaborate with the CIA, with the military. They could do whatever and try and get someone, you know, these dictators killed. They tried to do that with Castro, you know, and he almost did it, but he didn't get killed. But I mean, you don't go out in public and say that. It's, it's completely mad, it really is. So after Russia announced military action, Ukraine the centre asked. Is there a Brutus in Russia, meaning someone within the military who'd step up and take this guy down? Comments prompted a backlash from senators and representatives within Graham's own party. This is what Ted Cruz said. This is an exceptionally bad idea. Use massive economic sanctions, boycott Russian oil and gas, and provide military aid so the Ukrainians can defend themselves. But we should not be calling for the assassination of heads of state. Uh, Senator Rampal noted, I think if you're worried about your adversary being irrational, saying things like this, like you're going to assassinate him, would actually make things worse. It really does. But um, all this Russia-Ukraine stuff, 
I want to see now if uh, China does try and invade Taiwan. <laughs> what um, what is the reaction going to be from the world? I ask this. I want to see. We'll have to wait and see. That'll be very interesting if that does happen to see what the world's going to do. And will people put Taiwanese flags in their bios on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, part of me thinks no. Uh, actually, I'm pretty sure that won't happen. So, on that note, I'm going to call it now uh, a day. And we'll hope to do another podcast soon. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, see you later. Bye-bye.